Are you satisfied with your understanding of sustainability? If not, like me, imagine a journey together, a pluralistic one, with innovators, startup, academia, NGO, all together looking for solution to the greatest challenge of our time. I'm Samuel Ettini, and this is the Sustainability Journey. Welcome to another episode, and today we are going now to one region that is really at the forefront and trying to become a champion of sustainability, the Middle East. And we do it with someone that is discussing impact, is working with companies, and is also a B Corp enthusiast and ambassador. We are doing with Nadine Zidani, who is the CEO and founder of MENA Impact. Thank you so much, Nadine, for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be with you today. You are coaching enterprise, you're working with leaders, you are in the B Corp, you are also working towards uh, you know fostering sustainability in a critical area but the usual question for our guest who is nadine what is your sustainability journey so my sustainability journey really started during the pandemic so in 2020 so before that i would say i had a very traditional career in the in the corporate world climbing the corporate ladder and, and working hard, you know, for that. But the pandemic really helped me to kind of step back because I had to face actually a redundancy. I lost my job, like many people around the world. And this event actually triggered a, a more profound inner journey of, do I really like what I'm doing? Am I really making an impact? And if not, what do I do now? And I think the pandemic offered us like an amazing window where we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't, we couldn't do anything. We had to basically, you know, sit at home and, and be with ourselves, which was quite challenging, honestly. I decided at that time that I'm going to take a one year sabbatical and do the work that I always postponed because I think I was not, you know, mentally ready for it. And I decided that this is, this is my moment. This is my opportunity. This is one of a lifetime opportunity. So, um, it was not an exciting sabbatical, you know, like traveling around the world and having fun, you know, <laughs> with, with friends, but it was, sitting with myself and really starting doing what we call the inner work, reflecting on my relationships, my relationship with myself, my relationship with people, my leadership, the work I've been doing the past, you know, plus 10 years and thinking about as well what was going on, you know, around the world. And, and when you pause, because that was for me like a real pause, I was an extremely busy, you know, woman working really hard. And this pause like really helped me to kind of center and be more connected to people, to nature, and to what was going on in the world. And this is how I realized how disconnected I was from the world. My journey into sustainability, this is how it started. When I had this pause, I could actually uh, realize uh, the environmental issues that, you know, the world was facing, learning more about climate change, learning about the sustainable development goals and the target that we have by 2030 and the, the slow progress that we've seen so far. And, and all of that combined could actually help me as well realize the major role of the business because I'm a business profile. I've been working in businesses for many years. 
And I was like, oh my God, actually the world is going in one direction and the business is not really changing. And when you learn about sustainability, you learn very fast about a word which is called transformation. How do we transform the business? How do we create sustainable business models? I was not feeling that I was making an impact, but more than that, I was not truly connected to my work, to my personal values. So I started learning, like anyone, you know, that starts this kind of journey, you learn, you know, you're curious and you learn from very different ways, you know, like, of course, online courses, videos, podcasts, amazing to learn, by the way, about sustainability, reading, and you start connecting the dots. And this is how really my journey started into sustainability. And then I came back to the business thinking, what do I do now with this knowledge? Do I come back and become a chief sustainability officer in an organization or do I start a very different path which is you know entrepreneurship which was completely new to me and I was like if I really want to make an impact and if I really want to do meaningful work I want to be the outsider I still want to work with organizations but knowing myself and knowing my experience and knowing how things work, you know, from inside, I was like, this is not how I can make an impact. I need to be this outsider, knowing from inside how things work and can really empathize with especially people working in, a, in sustainability teams, but doing it in a very different way. A journey that is common to many of our guests. Maybe they were top leader in even corporate, maybe even Fortune 500. But then they found purpose, they found the impact. I really like what you said. I realized I was disconnected. I started learning and then you wanted to make an impact. And what an impact, if I might say, because you are now a LinkedIn top voice for sustainability in the MENA region. In the, the two years has been an exponential growth for you. So maybe before going a bit deeper in your work and how you support being an outsider, supporting companies and business in their journey to sustainability, being a top voice and having that perspective in the region, how do you evaluate the progress of sustainability initiatives in the MENA region? I started my entrepreneurship journey two years ago, and I think in two years, we evolved very fast because I remember having discussions, you know, with businesses uh, two years ago, and the discussion was mainly about CSR, corporate social responsibility. So, which is definitely part of sustainability, but it's a very small part of what really means, you know, building a sustainable business. It was more around, I would say, philanthropy and having CSR initiatives, but like not really sustainability being part of the business and the strategy. Fast forward two years later, and especially that now in the Middle East, the UAE is hosting COP28, which is like the major events on, on climate change. I'm seeing like a very interesting progress in, in the right direction, especially when it comes to climate change and setting up, you know, climate targets using SBTI, science-based targets. We see more and more organizations now going into that direction and really building a strategy to uh, reach net zero. I would say I'm very fortunate to live here because I'm seeing that things are moving fast and I do expect and for sure, you know, by end of this year and next year, more regulations as well coming in 
forcing actually the private sector to take action. I think it's going in the right direction. There is a very interesting momentum, you know, in the region. Very difficult for me to explain because you really need to be on the ground and see all the events and all the discussions around, you know, climate and net zero. But I'm, I'm very surprised. Surprised and not really surprised because this is how the region has been for years. You feel like sometimes there is no real progress, but we move fast. And then you can leapfrog the other regions and really go wide. For doing that, you have launched now the MENA Impact. MENA Impact, it is the tool where you go and discuss with company, with leaders. So what is MENA Impact and what are you trying to achieve in, with your work? Starting with the idea of building an impact ecosystem in the MENA region. So MENA stands for uh, Middle East North Africa. So because when I started two years ago, I realized that a lot of people and organizations are doing, whether it is consulting, providing solutions, you know, for recycling, for, you know, more into the circular economy, like a lot is happening when you enter this ecosystem, but it's not organized. It's not structured. So I found myself, you know, Samuel, at some point, like, connecting people. Oh, you need to speak to this person. Oh, you need to speak to this, you know, organization. Oh, I have a solution to your problem. Go and speak to, to this person. You know, they are doing an amazing job, this startup. So this is how I realized that beside the traditional, I would say, services of obviously consulting, advising organization in building the sustainability strategy and, and implement it, Plus the educational part uh, by providing training, online courses, and helping people, you know, upskill because that that's a major issue right now to, to really, you know, make progress in in sustainable development. I added actually this ecosystem and see how we can build the hub and and connect and partner because I'm a strong believer into SDG number seventeen partnership. And I think that anyone in the sustainability ecosystem has a role to play and I would say even must, you know, connect and see how we can collaborate, work together, find solutions that actually the traditional way of working in silos will never actually help us to, to find those solutions and make progress in the right direction. I'm very passionate about that. That's why as well, I, I decided to not go for, I would say, a traditional company and create something that is a bit different, a bit unique as well. And having as well this element of an impact business model, because I think the what you do and how you do it is extremely important. So I'm very conscious as well about how I'm going to build, you know, this, this venture and how to make things happen. That's the bold vision that we have at, at MENA Impact. And what I can see is coming up to get the connection and the work, going together and bringing together alone. We cannot, but with tackling with many change makers and people that are working, of course, we can give solutions. And since you work with many of these entrepreneurs delivering new solutions, innovate and startups, can you tell us, I mean, a bit, what are the challenges that they face when they want to try to embed sustainability in their business? And what advice you give them? I'm going to give you a very concrete example of like companies truly providing solutions to some of our environmental issues, for example, recycling. They can come up with a very innovative product, service, really help citizens and organizations, but they face an issue of education, of awareness. 
So they all have to invest time, energy, money as well on educating their clients and I would say even their stakeholders. And that's something that they don't expect at the beginning. They're like, oh, but I'm, it's amazing what I'm doing. I'm finding solutions. But the stakeholders are not ready. That's a common challenge that I'm seeing entrepreneurs and, and startups in this field. It's a challenge that I faced myself as well. Because you cannot go to an organization and say, oh, let's work together to build an amazing sustainability strategy. If we're not aligned on what, what means sustainability, actually, what does it mean for my business? What's impact, by the way? If we are not, you know, on the same page, we cannot transform or, or build anything. So the awareness is a very big issue. It forces us to be extremely innovative and creative on the way to, uh, to create more awareness and educate the public. Point number two, it's linked to what I said about MENA Impact, is the importance of not only what you do, but how you do it. Because I support some of them to become B Corps, get the B Corp certification. And for, you know, doing what we call the BIA, the Business Impact Assessment, they realized that, oh, they, they missed actually so many things about the way they are doing their business, and actually the impact positive negative they are having by just you know how they run their business that's an eye-opener for them and you mentioned b corp that is something also we we discuss a lot in the podcast and we want to go on that but going a bit deeper in your work can you give us some example now that you have been working in this space where you have seen positive change and your work had really started this, catalyzed this journey and, and then something that you're really also proud of it. Honestly, it's not really the end results that matter, but it's more for me the relationship because I'm building very long relationships with clients. So I'll give you an example of uh, lately I had a, an amazing discussion with a, a big company and, uh, and the executive team and the CEO. And when you have people in front of you telling you like, Nadine, we realized that sustainability is a journey and we really want to do things the right way. We don't want to rush stuff. We want to do it the right way and we want to give it the real importance in the organization. And when you have a CEO telling you, we don't really know what's sustainability. We don't really know what's climate change and how we could contribute and what's our responsibility. I really love it, Samuel, because this is how you really start a transformation. We want to do it step by step. Number one, we learn. Number one, we really spend time, you know, as a team and as a leadership team to learn and to know what, what are our responsibilities. And then we can move forward and, you know, think about the strategy and the plan for the next two to three years, clear targets, KPIs, and so forth. And that's for me a success because usually people kind of tend to rush and don't spend really this time to, to learn, to rethink about their purpose because you can have an amazing business. A purpose does not really include any environmental and or social impacts. And you can, you know, do an amazing sustainability report and try to minimize your impact, but you're not building a sustainable business model. Let's be honest. So when you have people that are open to change, 
open to learn for me that's amazing and especially when it comes from the leadership team because this is how the change is going to really happen and can cascade down you know in the organization so that's for me how i really measure success because it's very difficult you know in sustainability to say oh or this company has done this or we've done that or i can't measure success by sustainability report but is it really measuring success i'm not sure but for me, like the real success will be when I see more and more big corps, for instance, in the region, when we see organization, you know, rethinking their purpose and shifting, changing the business model. That's success. Very interesting perspective, Nadine. I really liked the way you, you put it. It's not business as usual where you have the profit and loss and that is the number that can give you success. But it's really the journey and see also the transformation and the work together. And especially I can see when you start from sustainability 101, as you said, that is where you can really unlock change. And you have mentioned B Corp, which is an interesting way, uh, an interesting also, I can think, starting point for company to learn with the being part assessment, to be aware of the many complexity of what entails, you know, becoming a sustainable, a regenerative business. And we know that in the Middle East, B Corp is still at its infancy. We, we hosted one of the first B Corp in one previous podcast, Marmalade Fish and others. Well, I want to ask you, since you are now also spreading a bit the, the movement in the area, why do you see the trends? Are companies really seeking for certification? Is something also consumers are aware of? How do you see the movement evolving in this crucial area of the world? I am very passionate about B Corp because I discovered B Corp in 2020. I immediately, you know, connected with the movement and the purpose of this nonprofit organization. And my first reaction was like, oh, let me check how many we have in the Middle East. And when I did my research and I found actually marmalade fish, which I know Sami, the, the founder, very well. And I contacted him and I said, hey, I found you, you're a big corp. How amazing is that? And he told me like, listen, Nadine, we are the only big corp certified company in the whole, you know, region. That was back in 2020. And I was shocked because I was like, there is absolutely no reason why we should have just one doesn't make sense why a whole region is completely you know in a way excluded from this movement which is supposed to be an international movement so this is how you know my role as an ambassador started in the MENA region because I wanted people to connect with the movement it's not really about getting you know first the certification but understanding what's this movement about completely redefining the economic system you know thinking about more regenerative inclusive equitable you know economic system how it is connected to climate why is it so important to think about that so I really wanted people to understand the movement and be as excited as I am to join the movement. So I'm doing a lot of awareness on using social media. Social media is an amazing tool for that. Using my podcast, as you are doing as well, Samuel, inviting people, inspiring, telling the stories of other B Corps in the world. And yeah, trying to get, you know, as well, this excitement and this, yeah, I want to be part of it. I want to be part of it and see the region, you know, the movement growing in the region. So that's one of really my... I would say uh, a mission as part of MENA Impact is, is leading the way and, and structuring the movement in the region. So I said 2020, we had one. Now we have nine B Corps in the Middle East, which is amazing. We have four of them in Saudi Arabia. So it's slowly actually happening. 
But we definitely need more awareness. We need as well more support from B-Lab because it's more challenging when you don't have, you know, a B-Lab office in the region. We are slowly, you know, getting there and I'm going to continue the awareness. And for me, again, coming back to your question about success, two years ago, when I was having the discussion with uh, companies, SMEs about B Corp, you know, people look at you and say, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Not very interested. I don't know. Or maybe it's the way I was explaining it. I don't know. I don't know. Now it's very fascinating because sometimes I just have like a quick chat with a business and say, Hey, I think you are an excellent candidate for the Big Op certification. Check it out. Two months later, I have them contacting me and saying, Oh, Nadine, we started the BIA. Yeah. We want to be, we want to be a Big Op by just having five minutes discussion. So that's how I measure success. That's how I measure the effectiveness of awareness and building credibility as well and yeah, and supporting businesses in this journey. And it's something that also I can see also in Africa happening. So especially from like the court that was there in 2006 and seven, the first original court of B Corp, how the movement has spread. Now also people are saying, you know, every company should become, I was reading the book and then say, you know, every company should be at least in spirit a B Corp. So it's something that is really transformational of, of the movement and how to work. And it's something that also we can see and see how to give and foster more. And one of the areas that I want to ask, the awareness is something that is really important. We know that especially in sustainability is still something that for us that we every day discuss about it. We know it left, right and center. And still, we, we need also always to update ourselves. But for people that are uh, not yet in the journey, awareness is still important. And you have used a meme that is the same that we are using now, the podcasting and the discussion with your Sustainable Changemaker podcast. So you serve as a platform for voices, you discuss. So can you tell us a, b- a bit your journey in that podcasting just to share also and which are, you know, the most inspiring guests that you have? I started my podcast a year ago, I think a bit like yourself, to tell stories because I got really inspired by, by some podcasts for my you know, sustainability journey, inner journey and trans- personal transformation. It really helped me to actually hear, you know, the change makers, as you said, how they transitioned into sustainability, what they are doing now, how passionate they are of having like a mission and really believing in, in what they do. We don't have, you know, many podcasts. We have to create a little bit more awareness um, on, on sustainability matters. I was like, let me do a podcast. But my audience will be mainly the Arab world. I want the Arab world to connect with amazing stories from all around the world and get inspired to take action. So this is how I started the, the podcast. And obviously, the first topic you know that I was so passionate about was B Corp. And at that time, we didn't have many you know media discussions you know around b corp i was like oh let me go knock the doors of some inspiring b corps different industries that can actually relate so for instance uh, luxury hotels i have many hotels in the regions and, and i felt that it was an amazing opportunity to have you know this person from the uk explaining their journey and then to a luxury you know fashion brand as well that people know the brand they can relate to it and know a little bit more about the background the story and how we are starting this sustainability journey so yeah very different people very different industries so people can learn about it we can share experiences and you know challenges and and why they started this journey in the first place and get out of it a tool a framework an action to do 
then we can go, you know, to the to the B Corp website and start searching and eventually do the BIA. That's how I started actually the, the podcast. A couple of months ago, I rebranded the podcast to Impact Talk because I really wanted to focus more on, on the stories. We need storytelling to inspire people. Because if we come only with our sustainability jargon and technique and frameworks and steps, Standards and all of that, we're going to lose a huge part of the population and of, of you know potential change makers at the end of the day. So I wanted to kind of move away a little bit from that and rather you know focus on telling stories, giving a platform to people, to amazing people to tell their stories, and especially starting from their personal journey. And I think it's very important to people to realize that behind this business, amazing new venture, startup, you know, whatever. There are people who made choice at some point, who decided to go out of their comfort zone to build something that can help, you know, people and the planet. And, and it's very important to people realize that it's a lot of sacrifice. It's uh, a lot of work. It's being, you know, driven by your purpose. It's not something easy. It's even more challenging than a traditional business rebranded the podcast and now I'm having especially more people from the region because I think it's very important for people to connect with they can connect with an amazing business in the UK in Europe or in the US but it's still you know very far away from you know our region our culture and our way of, do, of doing things so I wanted more to give the opportunity to our local entrepreneurs startups SMEs who are doing an amazing job to tell their stories because this is why we, do, we are doing the podcast at yeah. the end of the day. And it's really something that you connect with the, the journey that we start, it also started more or less two years ago to see and discuss, connect people, test story, have change maker on board and discuss. And what I really like from your discussions about the personal journey, sometimes we are too much focused on technicalities, the targets, the discussion and that. But we lose focus on the human side, in a way, the humanity that is inside. And you you have also emphasized a lot in your work, what is the inner work, the meditation, journaling. You also part and an expert in the inner development goal uh, movement. So can you tell more about this side, which is often overlooked, but is very, I would say, crucial in achieving, you know, a complete sustainability? You are absolutely right. For me, it was completely part of my sustainability journey, this inner work aspect. And you mentioned the inner development goals, the IDGs. So it's a non-profit organization in Sweden. They started a couple of years ago, and it started with uh, the realization that we are far behind the achievement of the 17 SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. And they started thinking like, why? Why are we so, it's an amazing, you know, framework, blueprint for, um, you know, building a more sustainable future for all. But why are we so lagging behind? They came to the conclusion that it's people. It's us. It starts with us. Because we are smart, we have the means, we have the money, we have everything actually, you know, to reach the SDGs. Like if we are very honest, you know, Samuel, except, you know, perhaps doing this inner work, like coming back to who we truly are and, and why, you know, what's our purpose? Why are we here? And developing ourselves and connecting more with the world, with people, with nature and being 
more than you know just doing i realized that and i realized it because uh, i have a lot of people contacting me asking for advice mentoring coaching willing to start you know a journey into sustainability and, and changing job all of that and, and i love spending time with them and having these conversations and i realized that when people did not spend time on this inner work on really tr transforming themselves to be an agent to become an agent of change they go into the traditional i would say path of oh sustainability is a trend let me get new skills and and find a job and and you see it you know very clearly in the conversation honestly because we're like oh can you tell me what kind of job you know i should apply to uh, what the market is looking for and i'm like no because think first you know about yourself and who you are and what's your purpose and then you will have multiple avenues to make things happen a job of course becoming an entrepreneur working for an ngo i mean you have infinite possibilities but start by yourself work on yourself and know your purpose and then searching for a job or you know an opportunity for my journey and and i was fortunate enough to meet so many people i realized that yeah there is actually this this slight difference you know in the approach that can actually make a huge difference in their impact it's it's really important when you were discussing generally see sustainability cannot be treated like business as usual so it's another trend so i jump in it is not a bandwagon where or a fad. It's something that needs to stay and need to have anchor also in your values. And if your values they don't change, and the way you see the world does not change, you will not be convinced in doing things in a different way. So I think that is also crucial, no? The human side. Let us say the inner journey towards sustainability and funding purpose. So I really enjoyed the, the wonderful episode. And uh, as always, we say with with our guests, we want to stay here many, many hours to, to tap from your wisdom and really learn from your work and your experiences. But as usual, uh, we will see maybe where many impact is gone, maybe in a future episode, in one year or two, and see where you've taken the region and becoming. And I want to ask now that uh, we are almost end, approaching the end of the episode, our question to our change makers, people like you, that they found a purpose, you have sacrificed if you look at it with the traditional lens, a promising, a wonderful career in the corporate world, big names are in your curriculum, top corporation, to go and work for impact. Which advice do you want to give to our audience? I think it's, uh, as you said, it's, it's crucial. If you really want to make an impact, you need to understand that the work starts with you. Because an impact is not only about the work you do, it's how you interact with people, how you behave, the energy that you you give, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, to people around you, it's many things. And I think the more we spend this time, you know, with ourselves and doing this work, the better, you know, the world will be. I know it sounds a little bit cheesy, but it's very important. At the end of the day, you know, Samuel, I believe it, it's not really about what we do, but more about who we are. And the more I'm, you know, aligned with myself, the more I live, you know, by my values, the more I'm content and at peace, I'm making an impact. I'm making a huge impact. Of course, you can add to that, you know, the work you do and decide, you know, to start a journey into sustainability. 
but but as you said there is this inner sustainability that that is the the prerequisite for me so it does not really matter what you do but once you know you are very very aligned very much at peace i mean whatever you do you will make a positive impact and i can really see the passion and the and also the peace that you have and also how you can transmit and work this passion to other people and just through the many kilometers, many miles that divide us, but you can feel from the voice and from the discussion, you really, the transformation has been, you know, is in a recent years, but it really make you, I mean, a real expert and a change maker in your area and really pushing towards the sustainability in the region. So I'm really grateful for your time and it was an honor and it will be a pleasure also to host you again to see where have you taken your journey. Thank you so much, Nadine. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Samuel. Are you satisfied after this wonderful episode? Let's continue together our sustainability journey.